0: coffee break where helena comes to talk i am troy shockley and this is the coffee break podcast thanks for joining our chat today coffee break brought to you by Cochrane insurance and montana attorney general tim fox our guest i guess maybe outgoing montana attorney general now appropriate tim this is our last chat
1: Well, yeah. Our last chat is uh, me being attorney general, and uh, hopefully you're going to continue to be uh, the radio show host. But who knows? Maybe we'll have an opportunity to talk, and I'll be a civilian.
0: There you go. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I hope to continue, unless you know something I don't. I mean, you have a lot more connections than I do.
1: (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I think uh, you'll be there for some time to come, Troy. You do a great job.
0: Well, I appreciate that, and 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 you've of course had a long run of public service. I mean, what, what does it feel like as this chapter of that at least kind of winds down?
1: Well, certainly it's a bittersweet time. I, as you know, I love this job, and of course I'm term limited and couldn't run again. But I'm grateful for the opportunity that the people of Montana gave me, and. I'm even more grateful for the great work that not only the 800 or so public servants at the Montana Department of Justice have done over the last eight years, but all those people out there in Montana who have worked with us on great projects, and, and whether it be legislation or programs or policy or uh, crime for prevention, you name it, uh, this was a collaborative effort we reached across the aisle and I think, uh, you know, the ultimate goal for any leader is to leave things in a better place than you found them. And I think, uh, we've been able to substantially do that.
0: Wow. And of course you're still active. No senioritis for you, uh, yesterday joining fellow AGs and asking Congress to pass legislation to protect federal judges and their families. That's important.
1: It really is. You know, a uh, little known fact since 1979, there've been not only, I think, four, federal judges at the district court and circuit court level that have been killed, uh, but also, I should say murdered, but also uh, recently uh, a district, federal district court judge uh, had a guy uh, come to her door and and she wasn't there uh, initially and he ended up shooting and killing her son and Mm -hmm. wounding her husband. And so uh, this legislation, there are 51 state attorneys general banded together, nonpartisan, asking uh, the uh, Congress to come up with some reforms that will protect our federal judiciary. Uh, These are tough jobs. Um, Most of these individuals, if not all of them, could make a ton of money uh, in other uh, private life positions, but they choose to serve and they shouldn't have to risk their life to do it.
0: Montana Attorney General Tim Fox with us this morning, and we're going to hit some of Tim's greatest hits over his tenure in the AG's office here. But I uh, wanted to talk with him about a couple of more recent things. You also uh, had supported Texas's uh, case as it pertained to the election. Why add Montana to that list when, as you said from the start, it had such a slim chance?
1: Sure. Well, you know. Certainly we recognize that at the U.S. Supreme Court level less than 1% of the cases get accepted and that's not a testament essentially to the merits of those cases but there as we learned in the Texas versus Pennsylvania case that uh, there was a 7-2 two vote. Two justices voted to uh, allow Texas to file its complaint and, and of course the uh, other justices denied that relief but Um, I uh, consulted with uh, attorneys, constitutional scholars, and the initial threshold uh, question was whether or not uh, the United States Constitution uh, uh, prohibits anyone from other than state legislatures to set election laws. And that's an important question that needs to be answered because we saw during the pandemic literally uh, most states, if not, uh, well, the majority of states had their governors and their secretaries of state and others, other than their legislatures, uh, changing election laws at the last minute. And it caused a lot of confusion, a lot of problems. So we just wanted that question answered because it may come up again, likely will. And uh, this was a unique set of circumstances. And uh, as, as you saw, literally hundreds of individuals wanted that question, or I should say organizations and attorneys general wanted that question to be answered. So the, the court denied it. Uh, we need to go on. We, uh, as we know, the Electoral College uh, has uh, certified the vote for uh, 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 President-elect Biden, and uh, I think the Congress needs to act and certify that as well, and let's get on with business.
0: Tim Fox with us this morning. And, uh, sir, if you look back at your career as uh, AG, certainly not only uh, th- those, not only the big cases you've been involved with, I mean, you know, kind of highlighting your career a bit. One thing that we have to mention your work on the problem of DUIs in Montana. Yeah,
1: I mean, Montana for many years was either number one or number two in a couple of categories mm-hmm. uh, per capita DUI deaths and uh, per capita DUIs. And uh, that's a sad uh, statistic to be uh, uh, at the top of, and we wanted to do something about it. So we worked real hard with the legislature. We got some legislative changes. Uh, We expanded the 24-7 sobriety program from about 19 counties to every county in the state, so uh, pretty much 100% of the population now has that uh, twice-a-day breathalyzer uh, requirement uh, allowable district and uh, city court judges can now require offenders to have that. Uh, That has proven uh, to reduce recidivism and make our roads a lot safer. And um, Montana still has a long way to go, but thankfully we are no longer number one or number two in those statistical categories and we're dropping fast. So uh, that was my goal was to save lives and to uh, uh, foster good policy on DUIs and working with the legislature and a lot of stakeholders across the state we were able to do that. You know, It's unfortunate that, that uh, the wine and beer wholesalers oppose DUI uh, reform, uh, but hopefully they'll come around and, and the next legislature will be able to get some further reforms done.
0: Yeah, as you said, still an issue that that needs work. We've got a good start, but that not uh, it's not done yet. Hopefully, that can continue in this uh, this next legislative session. But um, uh, one thing also that's very big is you work to protect uh, Montana's kids from sex offenders as well.
1: You know that's right. Uh, certainly, you know my job is to uh, to protect the most vulnerable in our society whether they be disenfranchised, disabled, uh, and of course kids, uh, that's important. So we were able to uh, pass some bills with the legislature that allowed uh, the uh, district courts to set tier levels for sex offenders who hadn't previously been given a tier level because they came from out of state or maybe they were in the federal system. Uh, We also established a sexual assault prosecution unit in our office and uh, we helped get legislation passed that holds accountable People who witness child abuse and neglect, particularly the abuse and neglect that results in the death of a, of a minor, hold them accountable too, not just uh, the caregiver, the parent, uh, the guardian, but anybody who knows that this is going on, if they don't report it, uh, they have some culpability too. And so that was, uh, I think, an important reform for our state to take.
0: Montana Attorney General Tim Fox, our guest this morning. Uh, Tim, in his final few weeks in the job term limit said that He's got to find something else to do. And uh, maybe the biggest thing that you've been involved with, Tim, uh, the biggest change in your tenure is just the, the crackdown on human trafficking in the state. You made that a priority, Montana uh, going from one of the worst in the country to an example of how to do it right.
1: You know, that's true. And again, we didn't do that by ourselves. Uh, you know, the Soroptimist clubs of Whitefish and elsewhere, the women's groups who've been working on this issue for years, they helped. I want to give a shout out to the Montana Tractors Association and Town Pump Foundation. They helped with a, a lot of reforms and, and additional grant monies to get the word out, and, uh, and and most importantly, we got the legislature to pass some reforms to change our human trafficking laws, particularly as they, they uh, uh, pertain to sexual uh, human trafficking of kids and uh, shared hope international uh, a nationwide watchdog that rates the state's efforts in combating human trafficking had graded montana as a d grade uh, before i became attorney general and within a year and a half we got an a and just last year shared hope said that montana is one of the top three states in the nation in addressing uh, human trafficking and again thanks to all those that worked hard on this the legislature we have task forces in many of the larger communities in the state just concerned Montanans who understand that this is an issue, uh, whether it be labor trafficking, sex trafficking, you name it, that happens in Montana and we need to combat it every way we can.
0: Yeah. I mean, those interdiction teams uh, that are out there on our highways have had really remarkable success.
1: Yeah, that's true. And again, we worked with the legislature there and we established the very first canine units in the Montana highway patrol, Uh, to go out and sniff out those drugs and bad actors, uh, not just drugs, but uh, guns and and, uh, criminal activity in general. And uh, the legislature uh, decided they wanted to expand that into criminal interdiction units. And so we have, I think we're up to eight or 10 uh, canine units out there and these specialized units that go out and and look for uh, criminal activity, particularly as it relates to illicit drugs. I think you you remember earlier this year, it was a highway patrol trooper near Columbus, Montana that stopped an individual. Turns out he had 70 pounds, I think it was, of methamphetamine. Uh, Getting that off the streets is huge. We, you know, it's gonna be a catch-up game until we close the southern borders, unfortunately, but I'm proud of the work that all law, law enforcement does in combating not only illicit criminal activity as it relates to drugs, Uh, but substance abuse, too. And I mean, we we have a lot of uh, professionals and concerned people in Montana that are working on that issue. And as you know, uh, my office has led those efforts with uh, the uh, various uh, uh, initiatives and programs uh, to bring awareness and to bring additional uh, resources to uh, helping people with substance abuse problems. And that, that work has to go on. I'm hopeful that our future elected leaders will make that a priority because it really is a scourge and a problem in our state
0: Montana Attorney General Tim Fox our guest on coffee break this morning unfortunately we only have so much time with him and uh, we're down to our final couple of minutes but uh, there is and there's so many things to talk about with him and I know uh, he, he's going to be on uh, I believe you're you're chatting with Tom on Voice of Montana here in a little bit right
1: Right, for a full hour, and so we'll cover cover some of this and a little bit more.
0: Yeah, because there's—and I know Tom's going to hit on this stuff. I mean, you took on the issue of strangulation, uh, turning attention to uh, the issue of murdered and missing indigenous people. Uh, you took on big tobacco, you took on big pharma, you grew the state lab. I mean, there's so much to talk about, and we just don't have enough time. But, uh, Tim, you've been a part of so many things, and uh, I I sure appreciate your service to the state and your commitment to doing what you believe is right. And, uh, of course, your constant willingness to always spend some time with us.
1: Well, thank you, Troy. I appreciate you uh, having me on. We've been open and transparent and And uh, thanks to everyone that uh, helped, uh, you know, make sure that uh, the eight years that I was in office was fruitful and productive, and we've left things in a better place than we found them. So that kudos to the state of Montana. We have great citizens, and uh, I'll look forward to the next chapter, but this is going to be hard to beat. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Hanukkah, and let's make uh, the New Year 2021 the best ever.
0: Montana Attorney General Tim Fox, uh, so many things that he's been a part of, and I I don't think retirement really fits his mentality. So I I think we're going to be hearing from Tim again. There's going to be an excuse to have him on the show again. Uh, he's earned retirement. I just don't think he. Uh, I don't think he's ready for it. So that's the time we've got with Tim this morning. But once again, he's going to be back uh, on the air right here on KCAP with Voices of Montana and Tom Schultz coming up here in a just about 15 minutes or so. But before then, we've got more coffee break. It's coming up right after this. Welcome back into Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. And we are chatting today with Corey Palmer. Uh, Corey is the head of sales and account management at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Montana. And we're talking because for those out there looking for health insurance today, the final day of open enrollment. Corey, thanks for taking time. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you, Troy. I guess first, before we get going, can you let everybody know just uh, kind of who you are and, and what it is you do? Because you're right here in Helena.
2: We are right here in Helena. Um, we've been here since 1940, actually. Um, and so we, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Montana, is um, either responsible for ensuring access to care or coverage for over 300,000 Montanans um, through all of our lines of coverage on, on the employer uh, individual side, which is what we're talking about today, or, or our government pr- program with like Medicaid. Um But this is our 80th anniversary
0: here in Helena. Well, an open enrollment, as we said, about to end. And uh, certainly we're in a time where people need insurance. But I guess we're also in a time where it it could maybe even be more confusing than it has been in the past as to what insurance we actually need.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, um, it can be a little bit complex. We have uh, a ton of people here standing by to help you if you're uh, looking either to Get coverage for the first time, um, or so enroll in new coverage, or if you need to make changes to your existing coverage, um, you still have time to do that today. You can go to our website at bcbsmt.com. Um, you can you can work with a local uh, agent um, who's appointed with us, um, or you can call us um, if that's easier. The, the best thing to do would probably be to go to our website and you can find out all that information there, or you can go to Healthcare.gov, which is the federal website, and get assistance there as well.
0: Okay, so so for people maybe looking at this that haven't. Had to in the past. I'm sure there's a lot this year. They maybe have been laid off or hours cut back at work, and now they're having to go to the marketplace. This is, I, I know this is obviously very individualized, but is there some general information just as it pertains to you know, where to start? Because I think you're looking up in a mountain and it just seems kind of intimidating. Some people just go, I don't know, and they walk away, and that's not what we want them to do.
2: Yeah, exactly. Definitely, this has been a you know an incredibly challenging year. Uh, For everyone, so there are a lot of people who are dealing with a a different situation um, related to their insurance. Um, You know, really, the best thing to do is start on the website. You can find out there if you're eligible for a subsidy. Um, You know, uh, more than 50% of the of the Montanans who don't currently have insurance would be eligible to get um, assistance in paying for the premiums for their health insurance. So, um, you can find that out on healthcare.gov, which is the the Federal Affordable Care Act website. Um, you can you can start at our website and and we'll walk you through all of that. Um, but but yeah, the, the, the best thing to do is just the you know the, the most important thing today is timing. Um, after today, it's going to be difficult to get coverage. There are some there's a special enrollment period if you meet certain circumstances.
0: But the most important thing to do is to is to act today. Corey palmer he's with blue cross and blue shield of montana and today december 15th the final day you can get in on open enrollment and we say today when does that end is there is there an hour or when when does open enrollment officially stop
2: yeah it should end at midnight i would advise people um you know in this situation i wouldn't wait till the last minute
0: (laughs) yeah earlier the better so who is eligible for this who who can get on uh, the marketplace and, and and get themselves hooked up with some insurance
2: Anyone is eligible, um, you know, depending on your circumstances. If you if you have insurance through your employer already, um, you know, you're not going to be eligible for – in in some cases, you're not going to be eligible for a subsidy. You may still be eligible, um, depending on the specific circumstances. Um, we are past the open enrollment um, period for Medicare. That closed on December 7th. So this, this open enrollment period is really targeted for people who, who do not al- already have coverage through their employer or through something like Medicare uh, or Medicaid. Uh so you know, people who are self employed, who um who their employer just doesn't offer coverage. There's there's a lot of um employers out there who don't offer coverage, um, mm-hmm. smaller businesses, nonprofits, some of those um kinds of organizations. So um really anybody who doesn't have any other coverage is is who this is um designed to
0: to help out Corey, if someone was already enrolled on a plan for this year do they need to sign up again does that roll over for them how does that work
2: um it it will automatically if they're insured with us um on an individual plan um the, it will automatically roll over you do have the ability to go on and make changes though so so if you're in that circumstance and you want to take a look at your plan um, and see if there's a better plan for you um, that might increase your subsidy or if you're getting one or, or maybe just offer a different um, level of coverage than you're currently getting. Today is the day to do that as well, um, the last day to do that. Um, but if you have coverage with, alri- with us already, it will
0: roll over. Okay, so any changes that are made, when do those take effect? Is it the start of the calendar year?
2: Yep, January 1st. So if you enroll today, your coverage would start on January 1st.
0: Okay. And as we said today, the final day to do this, we're we're chatting with Corey Palmer. He's the head of sales and account management at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Montana, based right here in Helena. And uh, this can just be really intimidating. There are so many options. How do people know what's right for them? You know, um, our our website, will
2: walk you through all of the different plans, um, or you can call us and we'll walk you through that. Really, it comes down to sort of your own individual circumstances both in terms of your income uh, and and also, you know, maybe what kind of um, health situations you might be dealing with. You might want uh, a richer plan that covered more if you have a lot of healthcare um, issues throughout the year. If you don't, if you're really healthy and you, you know, you don't expect to spend a lot on healthcare in the year, you might want a more high deductible plan. Um, But we can, you know, we have, um, tools on the website that will ask you questions and walk you through all of that uh, and kind of suggest what might be the best plan for you based on what you think you'll spend. Um, or you can get in contact with one of our, um, with one of our support people, or you could, you could, you know, it's the last day, but um, if you can get in touch with a local agent here in Helena, or, um, you know, if you're, if you're listening from somewhere else in Montana, um, those people um, are, are professionals that helping you find the plan that's right for you as well that would not cost you
0: anything and that's what i was going to ask is is what the the cost on that was so that's that's nothing yeah
2: so you know definitely we encourage you um if you have a relationship with a with a health insurance broker um in in Helena or anywhere in montana um that specializes in individual market um they they will uh they're their job is to help you find coverage, and uh, it doesn't cost you anything.
0: Okay. What do people need to sign up, uh, Corey? I mean, it's the worst to show up somewhere to sign up. You maybe stand in line or something in an office. You get up there and realize that you needed some kind of paperwork that is sitting at home that you don't have. I mean, what do you need to sign up for this? So um,
2: you would need just your general information, your general personal information, and you'll need, if you're if you're um, looking to see if you're qualified for a health subsidy, you'll need uh, your tax information. Um, and really that's, that should be everything that you need and you can do it all online. So you don't need to go stand in line anywhere. And obviously this year with
0: COVID, um, it's probably not a great idea anyway. Yeah. And people do need to do this. If they're going to do it, they need to do it today. There's resources online to help, uh, help you dig into what's available and what's right for you. And this is important. I mean, more than ever, maybe, I mean, folks just need to have something set up because if they don't, it, it can be devastating.
2: It, it can be. You never know, you know, things, your, your circumstances can change uh, very quickly. You never know when disaster or illness could strike. Um, but if you have health insurance, you you know, you know that you have a peace of mind that you won't have to face those costs alone. Um, it, it's really important also just to, to ensure that you have the appropriate preventive care and that, you know, we really encourage people to have a relationship with a primary care provider. Uh, and having health insurance can help you make sure that you're getting the care that you need, um, before, you know, your health, um, turns negative or you end up having some sort of a, an illness that arises, you can, you can, um, prevent those things by getting appropriate preventive care early.
0: Corey Palmer is with Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Montana. We've got a couple minutes left with him this morning. And, uh, I I was just curious, Corey, what else is happening uh, at Blue Cross during this pandemic as it relates to, uh, to Montana? I mean, I, I'm assuming you're pretty busy right now.
2: It, we are very busy. This is our busiest time of year um, as we, you know, we insure we about um, 300,000 Montanans overall. So um, we, this is a, this is, on the employer side, the Medicare side, uh, government programs and individuals. So very busy for us this time of year. It's been a challenging year uh, for everyone because of COVID. So we've had to sort of adapt our business model to to having people working from home Um, and then really partnering, trying to partner with um, people like doctors and, and nurses and healthcare facilities across Montana to try to ensure that people are still getting the care that they need um, you know, a priority for us really is investing in communities across Montana, um, you know, aside from directly offering coverage to promote access, to improve the quality of health care that Montanans receive, um, and to make an impact on the issues overall that contribute to, to poor health. Um, so normally, in, in normal years, we, we do a lot of things like building parks and and getting out in the community to offer vaccinations um, through our caravan program this year. We've had to put a hold on some of that stuff, but we're still partnering with food banks and and schools and um, other organizations to try to continue to ensure that the people are getting the care that they need.
0: Yeah, we actually just had your volunteer of the year on the show here a little bit ago. You're you're definitely doing good work out there. And uh, if people want to find out more about what it is that you do and you provide, Corey, where where can they go? I mean, the best place to go, just uh, go to the website.
2: Yeah, the website would still be the best place to start. It'll direct you to, to whatever you're looking for. bcbsmt. dot com.
0: Well, Corey, thank you so much for what uh, what you do and and for your time today, explaining all of this. Uh, you know, as we've said, it's important, and I really appreciate your expertise this morning. Thank you, Troy. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time.